everybody and welcome back to another episode of Attitudes with Andy. Today you are seeing a different type of Andy. This is an Andy who's a little bit sick, a little bit run down, who needs a lot of self-love right now because I accidentally took on too much and I got sick and she deserves it, but she also deserves self-love. So I thought who better to talk to than my dear friend and life coach, Mia Detroit, to talk all about self-love because I want to know more about it. I want to know how to implement it and I want to know all the ins and outs of it. So welcome, Mia. Thank you for joining us all the way from Cape Town. Thanks, Andy. It's so great to be here. That's quite quite the intro. Like now I have to live up to that. But I'm yeah, I'm so excited to be here and to have this chat. I think it's so important. And I think we're gonna delve into some really important topics today. Yes, absolutely. So I think self-love is definitely a word that's on everyone's radars right now, which I think is a good thing. Um and I think you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yes, one needs self-love, but we don't really understand what it is. So, like, to you, what is kind of your own definition of self-love? Andy, I think, like you said, self-love is such a um, topical thing at the moment, and I think it's very easy for people to fall into a trap of what they think self-love looks like and what they think self-love feels like. And I think loving yourself isn't per se, you know, running a bath every night or having a glass of wine or like um, doing all of these easy things to make yourself feel better. I think it's, it's a place, it's a place that's a struggle sometimes and it's a place that's difficult and tedious to sit with. And it's a place that, you know, where you can acknowledge that maybe you require a bit of work or you require a bit of introspection and, um, just having a look inwards and seeing, you know, what is it, what is it, where do you thrive and where do you um, feel most comfortable and most happy, like genuinely actually happy, not just, you know, I'm having a good day, like I'm positive. It's like, it's a place where you need to go inward and find that sweet spot for yourself and and doing the things that um, that get you there and doing the things that you genuinely love. And um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's a journey and i don't think i don't think everyone um can immediately just have self love immediately and i think it'll always be a journey and a process um but for me in to sum it up it's just finding that that place and sitting with that place where you just genuinely figure out how do you tick and what makes you happy and you know what are you okay with and what are you not okay with and what do you need to ultimately kind of thrive for yourself Whoa, that was amazing. It's a mouthful, right? I've got a lot to say on this topic. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So you, you touched on a lot of things there. So let's just, like, break it down. So the first thing that kind of stood out to me was, um, well, this is what I picked up. I'm not sure if this is what you were meaning to portray. But you said it's not just running a bath. It's also, like, doing the uncomfortable things. So are you meaning, like, Self-love is also the discipline to to stay consistent even when you don't want to because you know it's going to lead to where you want to go. 100%. Um, I really do think that discipline is something that we just all owe ourselves and it, it's not easy. I don't think naturally we're not all very disciplined persons, right? Mm. But I think, we, I think we really do owe it to ourselves. Um, 
like as a personal example, I know when I'm in a space that I feel disciplined and in a routine and, you know, just setting goals and setting boundaries and setting Mm. just like action plans and things for myself, I am a whole different human. And I like my self, self awareness and my self love is just massive where where I feel out of routine and where I just kind of for lack of a better word let myself go and just go with the flow and do whatever it it Mm. really I don't think that's a healthy space to be in mentally I think um, sometimes it's not fun to be disciplined all the time but I really I think we function optimally in a space where um yeah, where there is discipline and there is holding yourself accountable, like yeah, holding yourself accountable for things, um, and just making things happen um, from a place of being disciplined. Um, and I just yeah, I just think we owe ourselves that, like we owe our bodies that, we owe, owe our minds that. We just um, yeah, we're worth enough to do that for ourselves. Wow! Oh my gosh! So much power in your words. I completely agree. I've recently. Um, this year kind of big like become obsessed with self-love because I don't think I really understood what self-love meant for me but now this year I'm like no 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 like I deserve to achieve these goals and you know like if I say I'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m and and do this like I owe it to myself to do that and to be able to like keep those promises and I think being able to trust yourself is a form of self-love because there's nothing worse than being like oh in your head like oh yeah yeah, I'll do that tomorrow but then you know oh no like I always say that and I never do that whereas like having that that trust in yourself whereas like I've come to a point where I know that like if I say I'm going to do something it's going to happen this is like I trust myself to do that yeah I think that's that's very interesting that you touch on trust and trusting in yourself to do things um because I think a lot of the time we don't do that and um, just, I also think it's a journey, um, trusting yourself and trusting yourself to love yourself almost, um, mm. because that is something that you do have to learn and you do have to practice. But um, I think a lot of us don't don't back ourselves enough, and we don't trust our, like our abilities and um, mm. you know you know what we can do in the future. Um, and I think that's that's also a, a place where self love really does need to be focused and can be improved um where we just gotta we just gotta back ourselves man (laughs) yeah 100 percent. so that is like I definitely want to delve into that because I think so many people have these brilliant ideas or passion projects they want to start and hobbies and then you know they'll let self-doubt um or the fear of judgment or thinking that they're not good enough stop them what would you say to people like that who really have like absolute minimal self-belief and they feel like they don't have people in their corner to like hype them up because like whilst I was terrified to start this podcast I also had the most amazing support crew and my sister in my corner being like you have to start this you are starting this you know what I mean and so like what would you say to people who who don't have that support crew or think that they don't have that support crew um, and are kind of like, oh, I really want to do this, but am I good enough? Am I this? And they're questioning their worth. That's, um, th- yeah, that's like a very, that's a question very close to my heart. And I'm like, oh, okay, just keep it together. Um, because I think, I think the majority of the time, most of us are very lucky to have 
to have those people in our corners, no matter like, no matter if it's a hundred people or like three people who are backing you, there's someone, you know, there's someone in your life that really wants you to excel. And there's someone that really is like hundred percent on your side, but it is our mind that makes us think there is no one. And it's our, you know, like it's that voice in your head that tells you, you can't do something or you're alone Mm. or no one cares Mm. or you're not good enough. Um, and you know, like then we have all these people around us that back us and, you know, are very like vocal about the fact that they support us. But this this little voice in our head is just, you know, 10 times louder. And if you take a step back and you think logically, it's like, why on earth? You've got this, you've got this opportunity. You've got these people that back you. You know, you are doing great in whatever sphere it is. And you've got these opportunities. And, you know, you've got this passion to want to, to want to make whatever it is that you want to do work but that you know self-doubt and that not like lack of self-belief is the thing that's holding you back and that's the first step for me is you need to take control of your thoughts and your mind um mm. somewhat like I think about a year ago I read something that just was just like you're not your thoughts you're not that voice yes. in your, that I, I literally live by that I was like oh yes thank you <laughs> um but you're not that. And I think we get so absorbed by the negativity and that voice that puts us down all the time. Um, and as soon as we can, you know, take that step and be like, hang on, like, you're, I'm not my thoughts. You're not me. Like, I'm bigger than this. And, you know, people think I'm pretty damn cool. And, you know, I've got these great opportunities and this great plan. And to take a step out of that negative cycle um, and that negative mindset, I think is so important. And it's so much easier said than done. Um, I've struggled with it for years and I'm still like I still find myself in that space sometimes. But Mm. I think um, another I think one of the most important forms of self-love for me is that you need to be able, and it's it's quite a like realistic and harsh one, I guess, but you need to be able to identify when you're in that space, when you are confronted with that negative thought or that, um, you know, that voice inside your head. And you need to be like, hey, hang on, I'm here now. I don't need to, I don't need to sit with this. I don't need to be okay with this. Um, how, what am I going to do to get myself out of this little run? Like, how do mm. I want to out of this and becoming more positive and what can I do to make myself feel better I think often we sit with our negativity and we sit with our thoughts for a very long time um and yeah we let them spiral exactly that's dangerous yeah that's not a that's not a healthy place to be in so um you know I can say this after a lot of months of work but you just need to be able to go, okay, hang on, <laughs> this is horrible, I don't feel well, um, you know, what What can I do? Like, let, let me take a step back. Like, what can I What can I do to make myself actually feel better? Because I don't like feeling like this and mm. I don't deserve to feel like this. And, you know, this external thought or, like, ridiculous thing that's now popped up in your head definitely doesn't deserve to make you feel like that. Yeah, wow. I love all of that. And I think uh, the I just want to touch on the the self doubt and the you know feeling nervous and fearful to start something. I think you'd probably be psycho if you didn't have those feelings. And I think they're so so normal. And you speak to any big dog who's ever made it, and they'll talk about how you know difficult it was and how your mind. It's basically how I like to think about it is like 
we're designed to protect ourselves. And so if you're about to do something that is vulnerable, scary and fearful and you could get hurt, your brain's going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to put all the negative thoughts in your head so that you don't do that. And like, that's why you got to go out of your comfort zone because that's where the growth is. And so the hardest part about, you know, this podcast was before I started it. Once I started it, it was fine. I was like, okay, I've taken the action. We've got momentum. Let's keep this momentum going. And I think that's the best thing that anyone's ever told me. They were like, if you want to start something, just start it imperfectly and just like get moving instead of being like, oh, I'm not ready yet. Or um, yeah, don't say I'm not ready yet. Just make it work. Set a date and be like, okay, on this date, this is happening. And just then go just for do it. it. <laughs> and then yeah, actually just go through. for it. 100%. <laughs> so do it don't do it. Yes. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I love that. Wow. There's so many elements of self-love I'm now realizing just from this conversation because there's like the self-love of of discipline and then there's the self-love of, of um, you know, wanting to do a passion project and then, mm. you know, just, just allowing yourself. And I always ask myself, who am I not to do this? So I don't know if that resonates with anyone, but it's like only you have that particular passion with this particular knowledge in this particular moment with this particular skill set you know what I mean it's like you know you and I are both so passionate about promoting well-being and and mental health stuff but we both do it in such unique different ways that like who are we both not to do it and I just think about that all the time I'm like it's actually kind of selfish if you don't like you are gifted (laughs) this for a reason like I, I truly believe everyone's destined to give something and no that's your passion it is. And I think, um, yeah, like you said, we owe it We owe it to everyone else, but we like 1000% owe it to ourselves to take that leap of faith and, you know, tackle that passion project or whatever it may be. Um, you know, like you said, we, we share very similar, you know, thoughts and values and opinions on um, mental health and wellness, but we do it like completely differently. And I think bringing that element of um, uniqueness and our own view on things is such a special thing. I think um, we're very often, you know, comparing ourselves to everyone else and what everyone else is doing and what we see online. And, you know, this, this one's so successful, this one's doing it this way. And it's like, but you know, you're never going to be them and you're never going to do it in the same way. So why? And they're never going to be you. Exactly. So exactly. So like why on earth would we spend so many hours of our life comparing what we do to someone else if we're never going to be them and they're never going to be us? Like, um, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother, (laughs) whole nother avenue to go down. But I think, it's so important to just stay true and real and just be you for you, for no one else, you know, just for you and to just get your like individuality out there and oh, just just do it for you. A hundred percent. And there's plenty of room for success, in my opinion. Yes, for everyone in in yeah. completely different shapes and forms. <laughs> Absolutely. And then once you believe that, you can just like absolutely support everyone you know it's like somebody was like oh that person said podcast you jealous I'm like no way I'm like that's awesome there's plenty of room for success it doesn't mean just because that person started a podcast that people aren't gonna listen to mine or vice versa you know so I wanted to unpack um what we were saying before there's lots of dogs barking in the background this is lovely <laughs> sorry guys um <laughs> so yeah I want to unpack kind of discipline because we're in this weird phase 
of life where I don't know what's popping up on your gram, but sometimes I see like discipline, you've got to work for it, you got to hustle. And like, yes, we were saying before, you do need to be disciplined and you do need to be consistent, but I'm really finding that there is a fine line or maybe not even a fine line, but there is a big difference between me waking up every morning, you know, doing my meditation journal and some movement or something versus me waking up feeling really ill and then continuing just to like do my normal routine and workout despite feeling like shit. Like now I can be like, no, Andy, I need to rest. But old me would have been like, no, we need to be disciplined and we need to exercise. And like for me, I'm like, this is self-love. I'm not feeling well. I'm not going to go for a run. What What's your opinion on on all this kind of like discipline and then where does self-love come in? And then also what's the difference between I'm not going for a run because I can feel in my body that I am so ill or are you using it as an excuse and should you go on that run because you owe it to yourself? Yeah. I think Is this making sense? This It's totally making sense, but it's a mouthful and there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about here. So I think oh, great. Just, we got time. <laughs> a, a bit of background. I, my, eight to five is a very um, high pressure, high functioning environment. So there's a lot of, lot of pressure and it's a, you know, a full on environment all the time. And it's, um, it's busy and it's, um, yeah. So I get like, I feel like that often. And I feel like that the majority of the time that there is this pressure to constantly perform um, at your best ability and beyond not just you know putting in your best there's like there's often an unrealistic expectation on people um that we just accept and I think that's mm. where we first go wrong I don't like in I the workforce what do you mean yeah. in general? I think um for me specifically I can relate to it um in the workforce but I also think in life it's again this thing of you know what we see online and what we compare ourselves to been unrealistic the majority of the time for a variety of reasons um but I think it's it's being honest with yourself again and it's it's finding that truth that we spoke about earlier that um you can only give a certain amount um if someone is asking you to perform at 150 percent seven days a week you know eight hours a week that's that's not sustainable and burnout is inevitable and um, I often find myself in a very negative cycle where it's like, okay, a month of like very intense everything. Um, mm. I, I struggle with being a bit of an all or nothing person. And, um, you know, it's a month of like 150% at work and exercise nonstop and like rigid routine and like, you know, doing everything by the box, like just tick all of my boxes and just, you know, go on forward at 150%. Obviously, that's not sustainable. So what comes next is a month of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm burnt out. I'm depressed. I like, um, I can't keep it up. And that's also a very, like, very difficult space to be in. So I think consistency is very, very important. But the only way that we achieve consistency is, you know, by being a little bit kinder and a little bit softer on ourselves. Um, I think, yeah. I think whether people expect you to be working at 110 or 150 percent, um, we need to take it back within ourselves and be like, I can't actually give you 150 percent. Um, you know, I've got 
you know, other stuff going on or, you know, I'm dealing with, with something else. So um, that human side of things, I think, is very important. Um, but as you then said, I do still think that being disciplined and working hard are like vital, vital traits and things that we need to instill in our lives daily. Um, and not not because anyone else expected of us, but that it's that that self love element of it. Um, but but yeah, I think the kindness and the gentleness that we need um, while being disciplined is where the magic happens. And that doesn't mean. Yes. You know, being so gentle that you know you want to lie in bed all day and you know not move your body or not look after you know getting all of your veggies and your nutrients in like it's it's not that it's being so gentle and kind on your body that you know your body needs all of the good stuff and you know your mind might need some fresh air or a walk or um you know recognizing that and even at times when we don't we don't feel like that um, that's where the discipline comes in. We don't feel like it, but we know we need it and we know it's really yeah. good good for us um, and it'll make us feel better. So that form, that avenue of discipline is like a non-negotiable for me um, because the longer you kind of in that slump of like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't have energy for this. I'm burnt out for this. Like that's a spiral. And it just, you know, once one is in that, you need to get yourself out of there very fast because I can I can be in, in that kind of mindset for a while. And I think just being able to be like, hang on, I might not feel like doing this right now, but I'm going to feel so much better when I'm done with my run or when I'm done having a coffee with a friend or socializing a little bit. Um, or, you know, I'm going to feel so great when I come back from work today and I've ticked off everything I needed to do. You know, might not have been what I wanted to do during the day, but now I'm done. Now I've like accomplished all of that stuff that this morning I thought I wasn't going to. Um, so, so yeah. Amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for opening up about that. I think a lot of people will probably resonate with the all or nothing mentality. And I think it is so common and it's really interesting that we do that to ourselves. And I know it's the classic analogy of, you know, like if we saw that one of our tires was flat on our car would we go then stab the rest of them but for some reason we do do that um you know like and I yeah I'm a huge culprit for that that definitely used to be me and it's only this year that I've realized it is so unrealistic to say you know I'm gonna run every single day or I'm gonna meditate every single day or I'm gonna do anything every single day apart from eat I'll always do that (laughs) um and so I've I've really learned and it's honestly kept me insanely consistent that if I have a day where like I don't do my habits or all the things I said I was going to do um, for various reasons, like it's okay. And obviously don't let that follow on to the next day. But if, if you have a day and it's just been a day, I think you, you're allowed to be like, hey, that's okay, Andy. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong. We had a slip up or you're not feeling well, or, you know, you just need an end day and that's totally okay. And so I think it's like learning that, that self-talk is so important. And like, no one is going to think, oh my God, you missed a day at the gym. Like, yeah, it's, it, once again, it's all this, all this voice in your head that's telling you all of this stuff. And I, I do think that, um, you know, something like that we perceive as, as weakness, and um you know as a as a letdown or you know we're losing because we're not 
like performing at our optimal on a day like that and yeah. that's unfortunately also from you know how society perceives things but I think there's nothing there's nothing stronger than being able to just admit you're feeling a bit down or you're feeling yeah. a bit weak um, I think yeah. it's 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 very important to be able to just identify that within yourself and um, you know we, we all need a day here and there and I think um, what I also want to just touch on with you know what one's week looks like and it's like I want to do x amount of this this week and every day I want to run and every day I want to do this I think I quite like having a plan for the week you know I want to get you know four or five workouts in I want to tick off these things I need to do this and this and this and then structure that throughout my week so if Monday is not as productive as I wanted to be you know there's six other days to do it so it's yeah. not it's not that constant pressure of okay every day I have to do this and I have to do this yeah. and, so daunting and that 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 sort of um you know just having this idea of oh all of this is still lying ahead today or tomorrow that's not a productive space to be in either because you're so like looking up to this this massive mountain in front of you where if you just take it as it comes um you know I I am a <laughs> I am a massive planner <laughs> I've like got ridiculous OCD but I don't think you should plan plan ahead too much when it comes to everything one needs to get done I think um, living in that moment as cliche as it is but literally living in that moment in that day doing what you need to you know what I need to do today looks very different to what you need you know you might need a bit bit more downtime and a bit bit more softness and shame some TLC for being sick (laughs) and some TLC yeah shame like you you're not really what's TLC Tender love and care. Oh. <laughs> For some that? reason, I thought it was. That's not a South African thing, is it? I don't know. I don't think it's. South no, African thing. I don't know. It's probably. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's how like uncool I am, but I thought that TLC was like um, the the stuff that like makes you high from weed or something. No, no. <laughs> that's THC. That's the difference. Oh, that's THC. Now I understand why you're so shocked. You're like, what? No, that's I was like, me is prescribing me to get high. I'm not recommending that. But I'm recommending some some love and some care. care. I know. I was so good at it. Like last week when I first got ill, I was like, yeah, Andy, like let's just clear our schedule as much as possible. Let's rest. But now I'm like, I'm bored. I want to go for a run. I'm not bored, but like I just miss like energetic Andy. Shame. That's no. fine. You'll get there. You'll get better. Yeah, she'll come. You're definitely re-energizing me, though. Uh, everyone's Yay. like, "This is not energetic, Andy." Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, this is me on like fifty percent, maybe even forty <laughs> percent. No, love it. This is a great start to a Monday morning. Oh yes, yes. The time difference. We love that. Yeah, big time difference over the side. <laughs> big time difference. Um, All right, let's unpack the classic saying, you can't love somebody else until you love yourself. I know that when I was younger, I heard this and I was like, that's stupid. Like, I don't understand that. Um, And now that I'm older and I've gone through, I'd like to say that whole journey, I I now get it. Uh, But what do you think about it? And do you think it's true? Um, Yeah, I think I think it's vital 
I I really, really think it's one of the most important aspects um, in a relationship with yourself and a relationship with someone else. And mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not necessarily just in a romantic relationship. I think it's you know family and friends, um, colleagues. I think um, on a deeper level, obviously romantically or with family. But yeah. um, I just I think when we look inwards and we can find a place of self love and acceptance and you know that that constant working on ourselves and bettering ourselves for ourselves we can give that best version of ourselves to others. And I think think that's what we deserve and what people around us do also deserve from us. I think it becomes a very tricky situation when someone's not able to um, work on themselves and doesn't bring that side to a relationship. I think, um, and it's a journey and it's a process. And I don't, I just think being able to acknowledge that people people are working on themselves and trying and um, we're all, you know, no one is perfect and no one's going to bring a perfect human into any kind of relationship. Um, so I think, I think just in that sense of just acknowledging that other people are trying um, with themselves and just being a little bit kinder, you know, on ourselves. Um, and yeah I I think if if one takes a step back and also logically looks at it how I just don't think a relationship is a healthy relationship if people aren't working on themselves and trying to be, to bring a better version of themselves to the table um completely yeah and and that's like I said it's not just romantically I think we we need to we need to work on ourselves 100% for ourselves I think it's not in any sense doing it for anyone else but I I do think the people around us and the people we surround ourselves with also do have a very interesting insight into, you know, our personalities and can also often give very valuable, you know, insight. And, you know, I think I think a conversation is good and I think conversation is healthy. And in relationships, I think speaking about um, speaking about self-love and self-care and self-acceptance is so important. I think it's, Mm. it's still a pretty taboo subject for quite a few people. And um, I really wish that it was something that that gets focused on a bit more, um, because it it literally do, it, it, it's how the saying goes. It's like how can you how can you bring love to the table if you don't have love inwards, and if you don't have yeah. that care for yourself and that respect for yourself. Hundred um, percent. And and I think having that inward care and respect for yourself is so important in setting boundaries. And for me you know, boundary setting is also another one of my big pillars of self-love. You know, there are things mm. I'm not okay with, things I'm not willing to accept. And and how, how how will I know that and how will I enforce that if I haven't, you know, introspected and, you know, l- like loved myself enough to realize, hey, I'm better than this. Hey, like I'm worth more. And um, without that introspection and, and that like delving into self-love, I think one, one doesn't always – you know, you're not always aware of your boundaries and um, and how to kind of, you know, just put them forward and be like, hey, no, this is not okay. Yes, yes, wow, okay. I definitely want to jump into boundaries because I think that is a huge form of self-love. Um, I just wanted to add um, to your point, and I completely agree with you about the whole you can't love anyone until you love yourself. Um, and it's like, you know, people might listen to this and be a bit triggered by it, um, but 
I think also it's it's dangerous and unhealthy entering a relationship if you don't love yourself because I think you're then relying on that person to feel love and it's like you should feel your own love first and then you're not like relying on that person because I think that's when a toxic relationship forms because in my eyes it should be like two people who completely love themselves and are independent entities and then come together and like you know build this beautiful relationship no 100% and I think it's um like kind of on the other side of that it's very interesting because I think if you if you don't love yourself and you are putting yourselves in these relationships without you know being happy within you can't you can't use other people as a plaster um yeah if you're if you're not happy alone and if you're not comfortable within yourself and like you know um just yeah if you don't love yourself you're going to constantly be looking for validation from others and constantly yeah there it is the validation exactly and and that's what it is like you want you want other people around all the time to kind of cover up that that lack of self-love and self um worth that you're feeling and and that's not a that's not a good place to be in either and I think um one one doesn't always realize that that's maybe sometimes what we're doing as well we don't we don't want to look inward we don't we don't always want to go through that tough journey of self-acceptance and self-love and then we just you know we just look for it in other people and that that's very dangerous because other people are never ever going to give it to us on the level if we can't give it to ourselves yeah never ever and I'm so glad that we've touched on that that's actually how I discovered self-validation and self-love was by getting my heart broken. Shout out to that person because <laughs> I was I was I was seeking validation from that person and like constant validation. Um and like when they gave me intention and stuff, it would feel so good. And then if I didn't get that, you know, on the level that I was used to, it would it would crush me. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, Andy, bless your soul. You were like, you were you're basing your own validation of somebody's like of somebody's opinion or like how they treated you like that's bananas but like I didn't understand it and then it wasn't through like like thank god I had heartbreak because that was you know when I realized I just I remember I think I was like sitting in the kitchen one day and I was like I was like oh man I just really want them to like like me as much as I like them or whatever and then I was suddenly like wait hang on I was like I can like myself I was like what and I was like Andy you're a queen and then that like got me onto this like brilliant track that I'm now on so that's very very inspiring to hear because sometimes you know sometimes I think I've got it and I'm like I love myself so much I don't need anyone else to love me and then I'm just like fall into that trap and I'm like why doesn't this person like me or why did this person say this and now I'm like distraught and now my whole life is like revolving around this and then I'm also like take a step back and you're like Hey, I'm fab. Like it's true, yeah. you know. I can Literally. I'm fine. I, I'm here for myself. Yeah. I show up for myself. I don't need anyone else to show up for me. It would be nice, you know. Like obviously, it's it's lovely, but I don't I don't need it. It's um yeah. it's me for me at the moment, and and I think that's important because I do also think often that comes after something like heartbreak or after a loss yeah. or something, and yeah. that one unfortunately needs to go through that that actual blessing in disguise. Um, oh, and it's fucking painful. At the it, time. It's horrible. It's it's. And and, no one yeah. is taking anything away from that. 
and yeah. it's it's not fun but I think it does it teaches us a lot and um yeah I think just being able to be like I'm here for myself I'm showing up for myself and I'm doing it for me is such a such an important concept and thing to always remember yeah somebody explained heartbreak as growing pains and I was like that's so beautiful <laughs> that is actually so so beautiful and so accurate actually it is and it's just like come on like haven't we all learned some of the most valuable lessons from like our heart hurting totally and I think and I almost want to say heartbreak comes in a, in a whole lot of different forms it can oh, you know, be romantically but it can also be like you know a massive opportunity that doesn't go your way or you know something work related or, or friendship breakups French, exactly um yeah. friendship groups family whatever you know whatever that heartbreak is for you I think it's important just to distinguish we're not only speaking about romantic relationships here but yeah. um heartbreak yeah, this was not a person I dated so there you go I like <laughs> <to> that <laughs> yeah I um yeah I think heartbreak comes in a whole lot of different forms and and it hurts and it's a difficult situation. And I also think when, when you're in a in a space of apparent heartbreak, it's it's a dangerous place for self-love. And it's often the place where we forget to practice self-love and self-acceptance. And also where we lose self-respect. I think this is again ah, ties up so nicely. This is where um, <laughs> if you if you're not okay with things, um, and something is whatever your heartbreak is whatever it might be if you're not okay with something um you need to have enough self-respect to be like I'm not okay with it and as difficult as this is and as much as this hurts and as much as this this heartbreak place I'm in is not fun I know what I deserve and it's not that and being able to stand up and be like this is I'm respecting myself now and I'm doing this for myself is the ultimate act of self-care and self-love um, step back set that boundary and be like hang on like this is this is not okay and this is not nice but I'm doing it for me yes I couldn't agree more and I think it's really powerful when you get to that point and I think getting to that point is definitely difficult especially if you're not used to you know telling people you know this is yes. what I want and this is how I deserve. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, I used to be definitely a massive pushover and I, I would cop a lot of shit. Um, not that I would get treated like shit, but, like, I have always, like I used to struggle putting in boundaries. And I think what started helping me was if I wasn't sure about a situation, I was like, if my best friend or sister, you know, was in my shoes, how would I feel? And if I'm like, oh, hell no, then I'm like, okay, well, what would you want them to be? What What do you want their standards to be? And I'm like, well, they deserve the best, you know? And so I think if you're struggling with put, like setting boundaries for yourself at first, maybe imagine that your best friend or your sister or someone is in those shoes and you'll you'll hold them to a high standard and and now apply that to you. Yeah, that's that's actually such a such a helpful tip. I'm I'm definitely going to be using that that tip. Yeah, and then I'm going to be like, actually, you know. I don't want my brother to go through this. I don't want my mom or my dad to go through this, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's crazy that we have to have to think like that, but I know. if that's going to get us yeah. to a place that we know what we want and what we deserve, then so be it. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's just because we've never been taught self-love like growing up yeah. or, or like at school and stuff, we wouldn't get taught self-love. That's actually bizarre to, if one thinks of it, like, I think we, I think our ger- generation specifically had to teach ourselves a lot of this stuff. Um, 
I, you know, now the space I'm in and the people I associate with and the things on like people I follow online and stuff, I'm able to, you know, self-educate myself and keep learning all the time, which is um, I'm incredibly grateful for. And, but I'm also very um, aware of the fact that not everyone has that. And then I'm, I'm always, this is why I'm so glad we do stuff like this to help others where we can and to just educate and inform people of, of concepts around self-love and self-acceptance because I think yeah we we had to go through all of this you know quite by ourselves <laughs> um, yeah and trial and error and um, now now they're great like self-help books and mentors and guidance out there but but it is very much you have to actively go and look for it and seek it um, yeah but I wish yeah I really do wish there was a focus on self-love um, at a younger age especially for women um, I yeah. think that there's, you know, society puts such such pressures and standards on women that it should be counteracted with a whole lot of self-care and self-love education. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I had a question, but I was just really listening to that, so now I've forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Andy. <laughs> I know, I was so, like, in the zone. I was like, damn, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. What um, was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Uh, but, no, I agree. We we are. Um, we're learning. We're learning. And, and there's good. it's good that there is information out there. And I think there is so much information out there, but then there's also, like, learning and going inwards which I think is the most crucial bit. And exactly. I think you touched on it um, a bit before, but it's also like learning to understand yourself and and knowing on days when you're feeling run down versus days when you're actually just sabotaging yourself because you're feeling a bit uncomfortable with all this change, but you just need to keep pushing. And so I think it's like learning to go inwards and know, okay, like how am I feeling today? What's going on? Oh, I'm actually feeling a little bit fearful because – I'm trying something new today or I'm, I'm in the unknown and you can be like, okay, that's all right. Like you're doing so well. Like let's just keep pushing. You got this mm-hmm. and speaking to yourself kindly. Um, and yeah, knowing when you need a rest or knowing when you're just like doing brilliant and just keep, keep going. going. I think that's going to jump a little bit off track here, but I, I read something a while ago that was actually so like, you know, when you read something and you're like, Oh, obviously, but I've never thought of it like this. <laughs> yeah when something just blows your mind but it's such a simple thing and it was um I think it was I think it was a book by Susan Cain and she said in this book called emotional agility she said that so often we um you know we label our emotions as I'm angry or I'm so sad and it's like that ability to be able to understand your emotions better is vital and crucial in in your journey of self-love because you know it you can't keep going I'm sad like because you're not always sad you are maybe you're being upset by someone that had said something or you are feeling down because uh you you know lost out on something at work or you know you've had a fight with a friend or or you're feeling nervous about a really big opportunity coming um or instead of saying you're angry you know you're you're hurt by something someone has said or you're feeling irritated because someone has done something or you're feeling Mm. tired because you've had a really tough day being able to properly understand and label our emotions is just very very important and to understand where those emotions are coming from um 
you know, not just being like, oh, I'm just so upset today. I'm so angry today. It'd be like, hang on, why? Like, wh- what's up? What's happening? Like, yeah. let, let's step inward. Let's be like, um, why, what triggered this emotion and why am I feeling like that? So we can get to the root cause of it and then, you know, work on that. Because, yeah. you know, just, just kind of boxing everything under anger doesn't warrant the same the same solution to feeling all those different kinds of emotions um and that was quite a eye-opening moment for me it was like let's let's touch on the root cause of what's making me feel like this and let's and how am I actually feeling um you know and why am I feeling like that yeah that's stunning because then you can be like oh it's because of this all right like what what can we do to fix it or is that something we're just gonna have to accept and and let go and I think also going inwards but without the judgment you know mm. it's not like yes. oh all right why are you sad again you know no, it's no, like no, it's oh, okay all right there's a bit of sadness going on like mm. what's up and yeah, I, yeah I think understand. like learning yeah yeah and learning that that um self-talk I think is profound and and making sure that you're talking to yourself positively Oh, totally, um, totally. Game I think there's um there's that whole thing about you know with exercise how one sh- you shouldn't be exercising to punish yourself you should be exercising to celebrate your body and like celebrate its abilities and it's the same concept with everything in your life like you don't you don't you don't get to speak to yourself in a way that you wouldn't speak to other people like yeah. how many times have I caught myself like you know Oh, Mia, you're like useless. Like, why can't you do this? Like, you're not good enough. Like, would you <coughs> ever say that to ever anyone else? Like, would yeah. you ever would you ever tell your brother, or your sister, like, you're so useless, or like, you're really not doing this good enough? And um, and then it's like, but why on earth do we feel like we can speak to ourselves like that? It's it's really not a not a good environment um but we so often find ourselves doing it which is such a pity and it's it's a journey you'll hear me speak a lot about a journey and I know it's a a cliche thing but I really do believe that self-love and self-care is a long journey and it's not something that comes overnight so so it's all it's all part of that journey and you know at times I still like find myself saying something to myself and being like horrible to myself and then it's like hey I thought we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> I thought we were, you know, being better for ourselves. Um, and just recognizing that is, yeah, it's all part of the journey. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it is a journey, and and I don't think it's a destination you ever like arrive at. Not that you don't mm-hmm. ever get self love. You can get great at self love, but it's like a constant um thing that you keep working on, and you just get better and better and better. And then I don't know, you just keep making more empowering choices, but. Yeah, I agree. Like sometimes you do catch yourself out and you're like, whoa, buddy, like what's going on here? (laughs) Yes, and I think it's like as much as it is a journey to improvement and, you know, better better your mental health and your mental well-being, we do also slip up. It's not, you know, now I'm better, now I'm better, like in a better space and now I can love myself better it's not it's not that easy <laughs> every now and then it's no. a bit like you know you fall back into it but hey then we we get up and we get back out of it and we carry on and tomorrow's a new day I love I'm always my my other two life mottos is always just you know tomorrow's a new day you, you're gonna wake up tomorrow it's, it, it's a new start it's a new day and also just always remembering when you're when you're in a low space that this too shall pass 
Um, yes, I love that phrase. This too shall pass. It's, it's so literally, true. <laughs> literally just lying in bed. Okay, this too shall pass. It's going to be fine. We're going to be good. Like tomorrow's a new day. Like let's go. Like let's not let's not sit on it. Let's um, yeah, let's move. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like nothing is is constant. And I think if you ha- are having those negative thoughts, sometimes the best thing is literally just to call up your bestie or a family member and just be like, hey, look, my little, the little gremlins, I call them in my brain are saying this and you just verbalize it. And then, and then if like, you know, if you don't have that capacity to be like, oh no, this isn't true. If you don't have that capacity right now, that's okay. Just go call a friend and stuff and be like, the gremlins in my head are saying this and they can help like be like, yo, no, that's, that's not true at all. Like, yeah, I think that's so important um, I think that one of the one of the other big forms of self-love, I think, and caring for yourself and looking after yourself is being able to ask for help and and like recognize when when you do need help. Um, like personally, I'm I'm a massive introvert, but I recognize that when I'm in a low space, I need to I need to be around people and I need I do need, you know, a little bit of advice and guidance from people around me. And I need to it's my own responsibility to be brave enough to speak up and say, listen, I'm not OK. Um, and as we said earlier, I think it's incredibly brave. And I think, unfortunately, it still takes a lot of us quite a while before we get to that point to put our hand up and be like, I'm drowning. I need a bit of support here. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, it is often, yeah gets to a very dark place before one does it but I think recognizing and recognizing that it's okay to ask for help but also to create an environment in your life with your people around you that pe- that everyone in your circle feels comfortable to speak up and that everyone around you you know knows that they can they can be open and they can chat about something and ask for help if they need it I think um I think that's so crucial in the in the circles we move in and in our friendship circles and family I'm creating that space where people feel safe and where people feel heard yeah and if you don't feel like that with all your friends then you're allowed to change your friends (laughs) 100% then you like that is a form of self-love is is surrounding yourself with with love and the people that you want in your life like I've dropped many of friends nothing wrong with them just just totally. you know I was like what I need right now is is something different that's okay yeah um I promised the people we would talk about boundaries so I would love <laughs> to talk about the homies <laughs> I'd love to talk about that um boundaries is something again I I think we you know it's a bit of a hot topic right now and Mm. love it here for it I didn't really understand what that was recently I've been getting so good at it and like the ability to say no as well oh my god what a powerful (laughs) thing I used to say a new life honestly I used to say yes to everything and I used to say yes to everyone who wanted to catch up and and do things and then I found myself just fucking exhausted and tired and felt like I was spreading myself so thin that I didn't even have time to like go deep in the relationships that I actually want to build on and yeah just having that ability to be like hey actually I don't uh like thank you so much for that for that invite um 
you know, and like not having to to make up an excuse of why you don't want to do something. It's like you don't yeah. actually need to say why you don't want to do something. You can just say like, thank you so much for that. Um, but, you know, uh, like it's not really good for me right now, uh, but yeah. I hope you have a great time or something like that. It's like I used to send essays explaining why I couldn't go to something because I felt so bad. And I was like, you don't need to feel bad. Like as long as you're respectful and you give enough time and notice, yeah. you don't need yeah, to then- feel bad doesn't and it doesn't necessarily always have something to do with the other person it might just be the space no. that you're in and the space that you're holding yeah like yesterday I didn't go to an event and, and there's nothing wrong with that person I just was exhausted and needed an Andy day yeah and isn't that so so amazing that you can identify that and be like hang on I'm not I'm not in a space like that I feel that I can give 100% to everyone around me and you know I just I just need a little me time and I need a little bit of downtime and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 100%. And your friends will like get it and like, hopefully you'll hold space for them to be able to do things like that as well. Yeah, I think that's important. Um as as much as we work on ourselves for ourselves, I think we we need to always remember to create that that environment of safety. Um, and yeah, just that, that environment for the people around us so that they can also, also act like that and also feel that they can be seen and be heard and, um, yeah, that they feel safe enough to speak up when they need to. Yeah, definitely. So that's like my little intro of, of, uh, you know, learning to say no. It's been a very exciting time because, uh, (laughs) back a few years ago, 21st season was a bit of a nightmare for the people pleaser Andy who couldn't say no back then. Mm -hmm. And then somebody once said to me, they were like, how are you going to all these events if you come back and you're exhausted? And I'm like, oh, well, like I'm free that night. So why would I not say yes? And they're like, because you, like, you don't have to have something on to not have to go if, if you just feel like you're taking on too much. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> no. That's crazy. Shame. No, I think um, I think boundaries, I'm so glad you touched on it now. Boundaries go hand in hand with people pleasers. Um, mm. And I know a lot of people pleasers. I am a people pleaser and I know that you are too. And I think... Uh, <laughs> I think what? That's crazy. <laughs> Really? I had no idea. <laughs> Maria um, and I live together. She knows what's up. <laughs> she knows what's up. No, but I think I love us and I love people pleasers. And I've, ugh, yeah, it's it's a difficult personality trait to have. But I'm I'm really glad that, you know, I can identify myself as that. Um, because I think there's there's something special in wanting you know, everyone to be happy all the time and wanting everyone, you know, to be to be in a good space and and that. But too often that comes at the um at the expense of ourselves. And we want yeah. to keep everyone else around us happy and we want to impress everyone around us. Um but like we don't look inward and what it's doing to us and how we're completely spreading ourselves thin or, you know, exhausted by by what we're doing all we care about are these other people and all we care about is their perception of us our reputation how they're feeling um and whether what our actions are doing and you know what the effect is has in their life which is like really I've recently thought about this a lot again and being like I you know that's that's not okay and that's that's not um it's not a conducive environment to be in. Um, 
how can we yeah how can we <laughs> be so focused and hyper like focused on everyone else and how we make them feel if we're not considering how it's making us feel and you were 100% correct in saying you know if you're spreading yourself thin you're not giving 100% to everyone else and you're most certainly not put, giving 100% to you and so being able to just you know sit back and and set that boundary and being like actually I can't do this or actually I'm just exhausted or you know actually like I can't hold space for this at the moment I think is 100% okay and I think it needs to be normalized more and more um because I've yeah we definitely have improved the culture of speaking up um and taking taking some time out for ourselves but I think there there is a lot of work in the sphere that can still be done um but I think, I mean, if if I think of myself maybe three years ago um, versus today, I can now identify, you know, that I am a people pleaser and I want everyone to think the best of me. And I want to, you know, always be, you know, pleasing everyone around me. Where three years back, I didn't, I wasn't able to identify that. I was still doing all of that, mm. but I didn't identify it. So it was just draining and it really puts you in a in a negative space because what then happens is someone disagrees or someone has got something you know something rude to say or someone challenges challenges you and it's and then that is literally I remember thinking that is the end of the world if someone thinks something like even slightly negative of me I used to and and this also ties back to that thing of other people's opinions and validation I used like I used to be distraught when I thought someone was thinking something negative or rude or wasn't happy with me. It you like, but you very quickly like when you step into the working world or when you, you actually when you just become an adult, you just have to get over that. And and I know it's so much easier said than done. Um, yeah, I still you know <laughs> a few few weeks ago I was completely in that space again. Um, but I think it's you know then important to step back and think you know, what does someone else's opinion actually have to do with me? It's their perception. It's their opinion. It's their thought. Um, it's what they're going through. It has no weight on me. Um, and nothing I really do can change their opinion or their perception of me. Um, and I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just important to remember that. Um, because I think for all the people pleasers out there, it's, um, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's it's also a journey but yeah they are they are like-minded people and people who understand what what you are also going through and um and it's okay not everyone not everyone's gonna like you ever and I think once one makes peace with that you know you just gotta do you for you and um and just remember and I think also remember that you're doing it for you I think often we we practice and we preach the self-love thing, but a lot of our actions and a lot of what we do does fall into the trap of, you know, what's everyone else doing or what's what's going to impress people or what are people going to like? And it's like, hey, we can't, we need to practice what we preach here. We need to do it for us and we need to look inward and be like, I don't, I'm not wearing this for anyone else. I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm not taking this on for anyone else. I'm not acting this way for anyone else. It's what I honestly and truly want to be doing for myself and what I believe, like the space that I want to be in and, you know, how I want to act going forward. 
Yeah, and it's like that's so beautifully said. And I think, you know, that last bit that you just said, people might think, oh, but that's so selfish. But it's actually selfless in a way because, you know, the whole analogy, put on your oxygen mask first and then help others. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It's like if the plane's going down and you're trying to help everyone else with their oxygen mask, you're not going to be able to help many people until you pass out. Whereas like put yours on first and then you're going to be able to help so many people. And it's just like, you know, like – as some people have listened to my very vulnerable podcast about, you know, my meltdown I had, I think maybe like two or three years ago. And it was, it was at that point where I was to the max people pleasing and just giving, 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 but I wasn't giving anything to myself. And then I just had a complete and utter meltdown and I absolutely couldn't help anyone. I had to help Mm -hmm. myself first. And now I'm like, Oh wow. Like if I want to have any positive impact in the world, I need to make sure that Andy is you know, number one and is taken care of first and then I can overflow my cup to like everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, so look at you I think now. It's self- <laughs> selfless. And look at me now. Look at you now. And I think that's also touches on something so important that if people are listening to this and they feel like they're in that spot of that low, that low point and that meltdown and that, or that very daunting stage before one gets to, to a point like that, um, that things will get better and that you know there's light at the end of the tunnel and that yeah it's it's a difficult it's a difficult journey and yeah one with a whole lot of uh, curves and bumps and obstacles and and all of the above but um but things things do get better and there's definitely like yeah definitely light at the other side of the tunnel 100 percent, i completely agree and i think um I'm I'm now thinking I'm like wow people pleasing at some level I feel comes from this fear of if I don't give this to this person then they won't love me and they won't like me and it's like that that validation that every single person in the whole wide world needs by the way because like we're wired for connection um and you know when we're hunter gatherers obviously we'd have our tribes and we want to be accepted by everyone in our tribe otherwise we're out and then we're we're dead so that is why like we want that validation so bad and I think it's okay and it's okay to like recognize that and then say actually me saying no to this doesn't mean that I'm not gonna you know Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be not loved or or this person not liking me doesn't mean I'm not worthy yeah Um, it's completely okay and also I just sort of (laughs) when you were talking about the whole not everyone's gonna like you I don't know if you remember this but before my gap year, so Mia and I know each other because we went on a gap year together. We we're working in a boarding school in England. Before this, like I was a chameleon. Like I would change myself to whoever I was speaking to so that they would like me. Like, oh my God, I look back and I'm like, who even was I? Because I changed so much. Now I'm like, you'll, I'll be speaking to like a CEO and I will be so ando still like <laughs> to yes. the point where I'm like, Andy, be a little bit professional, but like, I'm just so always Andy like I will not stray and like you know one time one of my mates was like oh can you be a little bit like professional because we're meeting this person I'm like no no I'm not going to be professional like I'm going to be Andy and don't you ever try and make me not be Andy anyway not the point of the story but we've come a long way anyway so back then I was major people pleaser major needed people like me and (laughs) when I was on my gap year there was this one teacher who did not like me and you know exactly who they are and they hated me like honestly they had it out for me would you agree that they yes, had it out for me? I would agree me? I would definitely and they, agree and they freaking loved you anyway and then one time they like 
like dobbed on me and basically said that I wasn't doing a good job with the kids or some something like that which like I know I was doing a great job because I yeah, loved no, the kids 100%. anyway and then and then I literally went back to, to where we were all living like all the gappies and I literally started bawling my eyes out but anyway that was a beautiful day because that was the day that I learned no matter what you do not everyone will like you will never ever have everyone else's approval you'll never and so that was that was the way I learned from a, a little Scottish lady <laughs> that's a very um Shane that's a very harsh way to be learning this stuff but but that is that yeah, is a but- true story I, I will vouch that's a true story um and I would just like to disclaimer that Andy was great with the kids and did not deserve any of it. And you know what? That just shows you, like, no matter no matter what, like, someone's someone's got an issue with everything that you're going to do and that's got nothing actually to do with you. Yeah, exactly. We are coming to the end because I appreciate that we've um, spent an hour and six minutes. Cool. So we'll just end with this last question. Um, but what would you tell your younger self if you could speak to little Mia um, what would you tell her about self-love? Okay, so I think I think this is a tough one and it's it's always a question people tend to tend to ask because I think it's such a insightful and such a great question, but it's one that I think every time I answer it changes a little bit. Um but I think what I wish my younger self would know is that you are more than good enough for whatever you whatever you um put yourself out for. Um, you there's nothing there's nothing that you can't do and there's nothing if you just if you are passionate about something and you put your mind to it you really you really can do it and you can't allow other people to to tell you you can't do it and then um, I think the other thing is that it's there is such power in being soft and being kind and being gentle um I think when I was younger that it was often quite seen as a weakness and still like something that people sometimes um yeah throw in the wrong throw in the wrong boat but I think being being gentle with yourself is is needed and being vulnerable is okay and um being soft and kind with yourself and with others are actually just the ultimate superpowers um, I agree I was going to say superpower yeah. as well yeah. Holy. No, they're, they're the ultimate superpowers, but at the same time, don't take shit from anyone and know know your worth and know what you respect. And you can kindly set boundaries. You don't have to be like, fuck you. 100%. You can be like, hey, this, this, is what, this is what I value and this yeah, is where you, I sit. You just, you just say no. And it's, that's that thing of saying it's okay to say no. Um, I think I really wish I knew that at a young age too. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's amazing. I think that enoughness is so such such a good point. And I love the analogy. It's like a tree would never be like, "Am I tree enough?" Ah, <laughs> a beautiful tree. And I'm like, I think about that all the time. If I'm ever like, "Oh, but will I be good enough for this or this and this?" And then I'm like, "Oh, is a tree enough?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm always Andy enough. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Obviously." <laughs> Yes, and if you guys want to start any passion projects or need any hype queens, Mia and I are in your corner. Oh my gosh, yes. Totally, totally. Message us your ideas and we'll hype you up. Oh my word, I would love that. I would love that. Some inspo. Yeah, we would love that. So please, um, we're expecting a group chat being made but now. 
this is actually a great, great idea. Now I'm like, hmm, what's this is my new project. <laughs> That's how my mind works. I'm like, oh my goodness, I would love to do this. How can I do this? Like, when am I going to do this? It's like, whoa, <laughs> it's true. We've, just, we've just spoken about like mental health and self-care and like one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time, baby. Um, well, those are all the questions I have. Did you have anything else you'd like to add? Sprinkle in there. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think we really did. We did touch on such important topics, and I'm so glad and I'm so thankful that you gave me this opportunity to chat. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while, and I think I've I have a lot to say. Um, and I just yeah, thank you so much for for having me on here, and it was so fun to chat. And it's yeah, it's exciting to be chatting to a bit of a different um, um, audience all the way in Australia. So um, I would love to hear feedback and um, yeah, and just see what everyone thinks of our episode. Absolutely. And thank you so much for coming on because it's your morning in my Arvo. So no, um, it's, it's a for great way to start my morning. I'm, I'm hyped up all, all about that self-care and that self-love today. Um, and, I, and I hope everyone that listens is also taking that energy into their day or their night or wherever they might be. Absolutely. And uh, if people want to find you on the gram, what is your Instagram handle? Um, my Instagram handle is Mia Detoy. So it's M-I-A-D-U-T-O-I-T. Amazing. I'll also put it in the show notes because I still don't know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> it's a Great. difficult one. Um, but if you guys did enjoy it, please feel free to screenshot it, put it on your stories and tag us as we really appreciate that. And we love to see who's listening and from where, whether you're in the bath, going for a walk, driving in the car, you know, whatever it is, we love it. And yeah, thank you so much for listening again. Take care of yourselves. You do you. And again, if you need any hype queens, we are always here. So have a beautiful Arvo all morning and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.